Ryan, you knew this was dangerous. Right, maybe I wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> Thousands of fans cried out at once in agony. I have a tendency to do that on this show. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And today we are super excited to get to bring in a video game podcast I've really enjoyed listening to, uh, nominee for the podcast awards, uh, two nerds in a pod. Uh, welcome, Lamuary and Mac. Thanks for having us, guys. This is exciting. Yeah. Thanks for jumping Happy in. Happy to have We're you. Really, really excited to have you guys on. Really enjoyed listening to the show lately. And likewise, I've listened to your pod and I'm nervous, but excited to be here. This will be a lot of fun. You guys are, are very, very Ken Jennings-ish. Um, there, that's the goal. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> the, the thing I, I like to say about trivia and what makes it fun is it's really cool and really fun if you win, but it's also kind of funny and really funny also really funny if you lose so you you get the best of both <laughs> exactly exactly there you go yeah definitely put in more of the uh the pub trivia than or more of the pub than the trivia i suppose but uh more <laughs> the fun more the internet and the games but uh yeah really really excited to have you guys on and i've got to ask because you guys were, were talking about video games this came up uh on another podcast i was listening to and i thought it'd be a really cool like question to bring up so clear your minds uh, I'll start with Lom. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear video games? Like just oh, the first, like the first memories, like the first things that got yeah. you into it. So, I mean, I played since I was a kid, but like one of the first games that I would say turned me into a hardcore gamer is Monster Hunter Try. Um, because it was like one of the first online experiences that I actually put like several hundred hours into. So when I think of video games, that's one of the very first ones. That's just cool. One. Just grinding and beating monsters and getting armor. That's one of my first ones. How yeah. about you, Mac? Oh, man. Well, if we're talking first video games, the first thing that I owned that was distinctly mine would be, uh, would be Mega Man. Um, I had a, uh, it was, uh, I was in elementary school and I brought like my Christmas gift to school and another kid brought his Mega Man 2 cartridge to school and uh, we swapped. Um, about a week later, he wanted take backsies, but you know, <laughs> this schoolyard rules, no take backsies. So, uh, so I hung on to that Mega Man 2 cartridge. I still have it to this day and uh, first video game I've ever owned. And you know, it was just downhill, uphill from there. Nice. I'm going to take a, well, the true Mega Man is downhill, uphill, back, up across the thing you just got access to. Absolutely. (laughs) Nice. Uh, What about you, Stu? Uh, The first thing, I mean, when you said video games, first thing that came to mind was definitely uh, just the classic Square Nintendo controller. Uh, You know, just hanging onto that as a kid, right, with like my tiny hands trying to hit the buttons. you know, now, this is important. I have to ask, Stu. You said yeah. you came from a big family. So um, was the controller <laughs> even plugged in? <laughs> uh, thank, well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not when I was a little, little kid. But uh, He's now questioning his right. entire life. <laughs> right. Maybe I wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> uh, I think so. Um, no, my brothers, because my brothers were like, all right, they're going to sit you down like, here's how this is done, right? And they showed me all the different systems. This is how you like plug it in and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they did start me on classic Mario as well, which is what yeah. I started my son on. Um, you know, they got me used to the hard stuff. And then I think I jumped to like N64 as soon as it came out. And like, I was hooked on that. Like that was Super Mario 64 was one of my favorite games of all time and will continue to be. 
Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Rachel, what about you? Because you didn't really grow up with games. So uh, what so is what I was going and like <laughs> any um so anyone who knows me knows that I grew up in the household with no cable, no no video games. Um oh, fun. we had like the PBS <laughs> on Saturday mornings for like an hour. That was I, I was that I was that weird kid that was really out of touch with everything popular. Um <laughs> so what I think was Dragon Age. Because yeah. that was the only video game, the actually the third Inquisition was is the actually the first one that I video game I ever played completely through on my own. Yeah. Um. Last year. <laughs> like really dived into, which still impresses me because like we I had it just on my uh, PlayStation and I'm admittedly like not a huge open world guy. Like they're you know I downloaded it, but it's not really my speed and. You know, it's like when you, I always think about bringing a new person in for the first time. You think of Mario, you think of like some cartoony indie game, but Rachel is like the biggest Tolkien fan I know, like super into high fantasy. So the bigger issue was just like heavy controls. And like, you know, when we would play uh, uh, like Uncharted or shooter games and stuff like that, it's not as tactile, but to play Dragon Age, it's like, you know the controls and the lore like totally swept you in and i've i've never thought about that being the kind of game that you could introduce somebody to that's awesome it also you know we when we also played you know i i really get the appeal of like the mario ones but i think growing up with no no basis in video games starting them off actually didn't quite interest me yeah. because i had zero background in them you know, and I wasn't there. I'm like, I don't, maybe, maybe it was me. And, you know, and I'm trying to take a step back of things. I was like, so you go and you jump over things? <laughs> you know, as somebody who has no experience in video games. Jumping on and, turtles and stuff. It doesn't make sense if you didn't grow up with it. I get it. I get it. Right, right. So, uh, yeah. So that's what I thought of. I thought of Dragon Age. Nice. What about you, Ryan? I have two synonymous, but like side by side. So when I first think of video games, I'm in pittsburgh at my grandparents house as a kid playing super or playing original nintendo uh specifically mario world 8 i think it is i don't know why that specifically because obviously it wouldn't have come first but i remember just going through that because it's so easy to take the warp pipes into so i remember doing that eating cinnamon butter toast (laughs) with one of my cousins just playing through that and then subsequently playing flight sim on the computer because my grandpa was a pilot. There's a lot of aeronautic stuff. And I remember going through that. And I think, at least I like to believe that flight sim is the reason why today I always use inverted controls on shooters or anything else like that. <laughs> it very well could be. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're adapted to that, that might stay forever. <laughs> so who knows? But it's fun to believe at least. It's good homage back home. So the world knows. I also, because I've, I've learned all of my video game playing from playing on Ryan systems, I also use inverted controls that I wasn't quite <laughs> sure they were inverted until I realized Ryan had changed them. <laughs> Mac is looking at me like I've committed a mortal sin. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's okay. We just, different strokes. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. I just, I, don't, I thought it was fun to, to hear some of those stories and stuff. But uh, yeah, we can sure. get into some some trivia now. This is the 53rd ever episode, and we'll have four rounds. And I think the way we're going to do it, we decided beforehand that we're going to split up some teams. 
So uh, Lam and Stu are going to be on one team, and Mac and Rachel are going to be on the other team, and we're going to we're going to go kind of one to the other. Each question will be directed to one team, and if they get it wrong, the other team will come in. So trying something different. Uh, we had a very official ceremonial coin that we used to make the coin flip. Uh, which was definitely not a package of dental floss I had sitting on my desk. <laughs> to I have a question about that. <laughs> to decide teams. Is it evenly weighted? That's what I was wondering, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been, you know, take it up with the commission. <laughs> take it up with trust. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it. So if you're ready, we'll play a, a classic game of uh, me hosting uh, where we'll jump into general trivia. So uh, question number one of general trivia, each question will be worth two points. And uh, we'll do, uh, instead of buzzing in, you guys will have a moment to kind of talk through it and decide an answer. And uh, like I said, if it's wrong, then we'll go to the next team and we'll kind of go from there. Awesome. So we'll start with uh, Laman Stu. You'll be first up. So question number one, a, <laughs> this one will be fun right off the bat. Funambulism. Funambulism is a delicate hobby for what high-rise activity? Or you'd be a funambulist. Ooh, fun So you guys can talk amongst Jeez. yourselves. We'll have kind of open communication here. Okay. Funambulist? So, I have no idea. <laughs> man, that makes me think of like either something circus-related or like skydiving, something in that in that realm of possibility, like skydiving or paragliding. Yeah, um, right. Because I mean, it's got to be. Well, obviously, I can't think of anything like a different for like the root word of like fun or anything like that. Like I, I can't think of anything that that would like directly correlate to right. And like ambulist, I have no idea <laughs> what yeah. that. Like what yeah. that specifically it's, means. Honestly, it's kind of like a shot in the dark here. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think you're right though. Like it probably is something with like either like adrenaline junkies or like high rush sort of things, right? Like I'd say skydiving might be a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we go with skydiving? What do you think? Locked in. Uh, it is not skydiving. Uh, Mac and Rachel. Okay, Rachel, I'm going to have to lean on you. <laughs> okay, so... um. So I think, I, I can't remember what the root word exactly is, but I think ambulary or something like that means walking, is able to walk. So oh, I think it's so tightrope tight walking. Tightrope, oh. yeah. I think that's, I think like, I, I, I think that's, I think that's what it is. Um, I can't uh, remember I, the exact root. I am all in. Rachel's 100% <laughs> right. I'm with you. I believe you. Do it. I, okay. Tightrope walking, all right? right. Uh, <laughs> It is tightrope walking. Are you kidding me? You, oh my gosh. You nailed it. Uh, ambulist or like being, yeah, a- ambled is, like, is walking. It's not g- immediately going to an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you, if you're an ambulance, you're probably not walking. That's true. But it I was, was fun I was and ambulance. Right with my circus hunch. I should have gone yeah, with my gut you, on that one. You had it. Yeah. You were on the right track. Yeah. Uh, funambulism is the delicate hobby for what high-rise activity? That is tightrope walking. Nice, nice work. job. So two points there to Mac and Rachel. Uh, this next question will go to Mac and Rachel. At over 400 years old, this Z company or Z company is a symbol of quality and craftsmanship, even today, made with bronze alloys and refined metals that can be traced back to Constantinople and the Ottoman Empire. 
Wow. Um, okay. The only Z named company that I can think of is uh, Zenith. Um, they used to make televisions uh, and, and the like. And I don't know as I've seen a product from them in ages, but that's, but I know that's an old company, but that old? I, um, 400 years old. This Z company is a symbol of quality and craftsmanship even today. Um, so I can't think of a company that starts with Z. So we can probably go with that. <laughs> sure, sure. I guess we'll go with the. Uh, I guess we'll go with the Zenith. All right. It is not Zenith, but okay. it is a Z company. So, uh, <laughs> Stu and Lum, what are you thinking on this one, Stu? I'm, I'm at a I, loss for Z's. I'm at. I can't think of any Z companies. I feel like because like most companies that are that old. Well, I guess you said it hails back to Istanbul, Constantinople. Uh, Constantinople, yeah, not, not yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, I got oh, man. I got no. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm thinking. Um, I can't even think of a company that starts with Z. That's the problem. Um, me neither. I keep thinking of like Zircon, but like that's a gem. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right, I can open it up to the floor with maybe a hint. Sure. All right, so all, all four, so I'll count that as, as, as a loss, or not a loss, but as a wrong answer, but all four of you, uh, if I said that it was a music-related company, would it change anything? Stu, what's the company that makes guitars? Is oh. there a Z company that makes guitars? Um, there's the... Um... At 400 years old, this Z company is a symbol of quality and craftsmanship, oh, no, even today, mind. made with bronze alloys and refined metals that can be traced back to Constantinople and the Ottoman Empire. So I'm thinking of You're, two things. The first thing that came to mind was the Stradivarius violins, but I think that was one person. Yeah. And then it, I was, it's either going to be brass instruments or drums, in my mind. Too. I, this I feel is like the right point in time where like, we all have been let down by not being band geeks growing up. <laughs> if only one of us had had that background, we would be saved. Pretty much. Right. Dang. Brian is the band geek among us. <laughs> I have friends that are band geeks that listen and they're again they're going to be pissed at me. <laughs> like I can uh, like I can see the name in my head. I just I I have no idea. All right. So bronze alloys and refined metals. So think there some music stuff that would be there. I did say that this is a symbol of quality and craftsmanship, like a God. symbol. This is uh maybe a tough question regardless, but this is the company Zildjian who are world famous for their symbols. Okay, I would I've not never heard that. of them. Good question, though. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the symbol of quality and craftsmanship are some of the highest end, basically symbols you can you'll see on any drum set. You've probably any professional drum set. You've probably seen some Zildjians. Awesome. Huh. I, you know, I, I've never actually thought that much about symbols. I thought when you did a drum set, you're just like, I would like a drum set, and you <laughs> one, get a drum one set. ticket, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is going to go back to uh, Laman Stew. Question number three. Odin trades his eye for what? Symbolizing the trade of one perception for another. Is it knowledge? Odin trades his eye for what? Um, I'm per- I think it's knowledge. Like, or, oh, wait, no, hang on. Um, is it foresight? Like, to be able to see the future, I think. Could you read that one more time? Is that yeah. okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. 
Odin trades his eye for what? Symbolizing the trade of one perception for another. So he, here's my thought. He's trading his eye, right? Which is something that lets you see. Uh, but he's almost like trading it for another sense is what the question is saying. So probably not foresight. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to think what other sense he could have traded it for. Like maybe something related to touch would be maybe. my guess. Might I could be, be totally off here. I, I mean, you're definitely right with like the deciphering the question for trading it for a different sense. Um, is there a timer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I played Age of, Age of Mythology enough as a kid that Maybe. I should know this. Like, uh, Maybe like co- companionship? I don't know. Um, I, I'm just throwing stuff uh, out there. Yes, I can, the sense of companionship. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell touch. you, um, you're on the right track of a... It, it, so there's sort of two parallel answers, and I would take either one, but there's the perception, and then there's the physical eye. He did trade his eye for the ability to do a thing. Yeah, I'm, I would go with the ability to feel. That's what I would go with. I don't know, I, though. What do you think, Stu? I mean, I think that he... Because I thought that he traded it like a raven like took his eye. Like I think that there's something with that but maybe not but I've, i feel like he didn't like he wasn't deprived of any senses though like he was very much like complete you know god or individual right i i do feel like it's foresight like like seeing into the future but okay i'll, I'll go I, with you are, are you sure yeah let's do okay. it okay yeah i would i would say foresight uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give you points Sweet. I think okay. you're good job, Stu. You're just <laughs> enough there. Uh, it was Odin traded Mimir. If you've ever, if you played the God of War game, the new okay. one, uh, a drink from Mimir's well, which okay. in turn gained him infinite wisdom and whose waters impart knowledge across the cosmos. It was knowledge. It was the first Dude. thing that I said. Dang. Yeah, good work. I think I'm. I'm going to give you two points. I think you're you're close enough there. Sweet. So. Awesome. Uh, to gain wisdom across the cosmos. Nice job. Uh, Not have been my guess. Wisdom across the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he traded his eye for an ice cream cone. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mac and Rachel. Question number four. General trivia. What is Michelle Obama's maiden name? Um. I'm giggling over here because it's not like I know it and can't remember it. I don't know it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know it either. I've just always known her as Michelle Obama. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Johnson. I mean, there's no way that you can really work into it. It's just yeah. what okay. is. Well, I mean, okay, most common last names, Johnson, Smith, uh, uh, Jorgensen, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, I mean, Johnson sounds great to me. Let's do Johnson. <laughs> uh, it is not Johnson, but fair attempt. Uh, Lom and Stu? Stu, once again, we can't talk our way into this. So yeah. unless you know, um, I'm thinking like a Jackson or a Thompson. Yeah. One of yeah. those two. <laughs> Let's go with Jackson. <laughs> Let's go with Jackson. Fantastic. Final uh, answer. Is not Miss Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Miss Jackson. It, yeah. It is uh, Michelle Robinson. Oh. Oh, we might have been able to talk ourselves into that one. Maybe. 
Yeah, Mrs. You either, Robinson. Yeah, you either know it or you don't. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to Michelle Obama's podcast the other day, so that came up. Nice. All right, no points there. Uh, back to Laman Stew. This one won't be any easier, I suspect. But in recent news, the winner of the 2020 Preakness Stakes was what a literally named horse, with one name being a nation and the other a high adrenaline bucket list activity. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so high adrenaline bucket list activity, bungee jumping, skydiving. Um, I mean, that's like the common ones. And then it's an alliterative, so and it's a country. Yeah. Um, uh, this is tough. This is a great question, though. I like it. I like it. Winner of the 2020 Preakness Stakes was what alliteratively named horse, uh, with one name being a nation and the other a high adrenaline bucket list activity. So yeah, I, with with the bucket list thing, I think you're right. I think skydiving is the main one yeah. that people have, right? Yeah. So like maybe something diver. Yes, um, the Scandinavian Scandinavian skydiver. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. What the heck? You sure? okay. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, it is not the Scandinavian skydiver. So close. Yeah, this is good attempt, <laughs> <And> Rachel. <laughs> okay, so my thought. Was I liked their answer? Their their answer, but naming a country instead. Oh yeah, they're like <laughs> Swedish. It's, it's okay. Diver. It's okay, Stu. Sorry, <laughs> dude. I'm so sorry, Lom. You're good. You're good, brother. <laughs> Geography is 100 percent my worst subject. I can't. <laughs> Me too, man. Okay. Well, then <laughs> I I like your I'm I trust your instincts, Rachel. Let's do it. Swedish skydiver. It is not the Swedish skydiver, but you both are so close. It is the Swiss skydiver. Darn it! I think I feel obligated to maybe give you each a point just because, I mean, you're tied already, but I'll take a pity point. We'll take take it too. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take it. it. Point to point. Uh, Question number six. Last question of the round. We'll go to Mac and Rachel. Tachycardia is fast, and bradycardia is a slow condition for what bodily function? A heartbeat. Um, yes. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Yes, this is heartbeat or heart rate. Tachycardia or bradycardia. I was going to say, I got this one, Woo-hoo. Mom, if, if, uh, if they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had that too, but that's a good job, guys. I believe uh, bradycardia is under 60 beats per minute, and tachycardia is above 100 of your resting heartbeat. So nice job. Two points to Mac and Rachel there. Uh, end of the first round, Lamans do have three points. Mac and Rachel have five points. Uh, it is a close game. All right, we'll get away from some of the the random general trivia there. Uh, round number two is tagline takedown, where I will give you the tagline from a popular movie. Uh, if you also need a second hint, uh, I can give you the year and the lead actor. So, of course, as a template question, if I said one dream, four Jamaicans, 20 below zero, you would know that that is cool running. Cool running. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. We will go back to Laman Stew. Question number one. And now, at last, another film completely different from some of the other films, which aren't quite the same as this one. That sounds like a Monty Python. 
but I don't know. Um, Sounds like something that the narrator would say, right? So I'm thinking of something that's narrated. Um, uh, something where they're like breaking the fourth wall, right? Yeah. Could you repeat it again? Yeah. And now, at last, another film completely different from some of the other films, which aren't quite the same as this one is. So maybe a sequel? Right. Um, it's it's got to be a part of a series. I really, uh, I really feel like, because it's like, that's zany enough that I, it's got to be something comedy based. Like, I, I really feel like that might be like a Monty Python. Or, okay. Or, but I don't know any other comedy series that it could be. It could be. Oh, gosh. Um, Why don't we just it, go with Monty Python? That, so, that really sounds like a solid guess. But, well, it's got to be a specific one, though, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Specific yeah. movie. Um, uh, Monty Python and the History of the World? Maybe. Final answer? <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's go okay. for it. It yeah. is not Monty Python and the History of the World. Okay, Rachel. Rachel. I've, I've got two thoughts in my head. Okay. <clears throat> I don't remember the tagline to Kung Pao. Um, but that seems like reasonable. However, I actually think Stu might be onto something because I think it's and now for something completely different. Uh, yeah, I Monty think it's Python. Monty Python and now and now for something completely different. I, it's not the tagline for Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah, and definitely. it's not for whichever. Um, and it's not Life of Jesus Brian. Jesus Christ! It's not the Life of Brian. That's the <laughs> one I was trying to think of. I think it's and now for something completely different. I think that's what. Agreed. All right. It is not completely different. Uh, I'm going to double check this because it actually, I have it as Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I swear. Oh, I'm going to do my, I'm going to fact check here real quick. Thousands of fans so cried close. out at once in agony. <laughs> when we said. Stu, we gave him the answer, man. Dude, I know, right? We let him right to it. Dude, it is I will say. Half point it is so hard to be on video and not give uh -huh. facial signs. I was, um, trying to, I was trying to read you, actually. Yeah. Uh, it is, so there's a couple here. It actually is on the, the original cover, and now it lasts another film. Uh, I think the, the more common one maybe uh, makes Ben-Hur look like an epic, but the one, actually, the, one. the one actually on the cover that I see here, the classic sky blue cover is and now at last another film uh man you're so, so close uh, it's I just good, guys. like I an just, epic <laughs> yeah uh man i, I don't right. have to give pity points it's fine no, that's I a feel, great question i feel yeah. it's deserved but all right no points there all the two monty pythons uh it is 1975's monty python and the holy grail all right question number two uh to mac and rachel the true story of a real fake. Um, the true story I, of a real fake. I think this is um, um, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can? Uh, my initial thought was, what was it? Wag the Dog, which is the political one about them making up a fake, you know, a fake war to keep, you know, uh, politicians' ratings high. But, um, but I think you're probably right. I think Catch Me If You Can is the better answer. Okay, let's go with that then. Catch me if you can. <laughs> I'm literally biting my tongue to try and not smile right now. <laughs> uh, it is Catch Me If You Can. Wow, good work. Nice, nice job. 2002, Leo DiCaprio. The so real story say, of a, or the true story of a real fake. 
I'm not very well watched when it comes to movies, but the movies that I have watched, I know really well. It's like this really kind of strange, <laughs> small subset that I know really well. Good work. Like Holy Grail. <sighs> but I've never, I've never owned that DVD. I've never owned harsh. that DVD. That's harsh. And the <laughs> copy that I owned said makes Ben-Hur look like it. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Is this one of those split universe things? Right. <laughs> All right. Two points to Mac and Rachel there. Uh, question number three, Laman Stew. We scare because we care. Okay. I think that this is Monsters, Inc. You are absolutely correct. Okay. Monsters, Inc. <laughs> final answer. Uh, that is Monsters, Inc. 2001, <laughs> Billy nice. Crystal. Pays to have kids. Softball to the people with kids. (laughs) (laughs) And to those of us who may or may not have seen it in theaters when it came out. Yeah. (laughs) Monsters Inc. is so underrated, even for already being a good movie. It's classic. It's It's great. All right. Two points there. Uh, Question number four Mac and Rachel. For three men, the Civil War wasn't hell, it was practice. Uh, Oh, my initial thought is. Oh, but that wasn't a movie. That was a mini series, The Hatfields and the McCoys, um, because that takes place right after the Civil War. But man, um, it could also be a comedy about Civil War reenactors with that kind of tagline. Um, I can think of is like the it's like the Abraham Lincoln zombie killer. Thing. Oh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, you mean? Va- Vampire Hunter. I've never seen the movie. That's what popped into my mind. So I neither. can't say that. I had a copy of the book once, but never actually, you know. Um, so I'm going to have to probably defer to you on this question. Yeah. Uh, uh, could I get the tagline just once more, please? Yeah, of course. For three men, the Civil War wasn't hell, it was practice. Okay, so I, yeah, I, I have no idea what movie this could be. I have an inkling as to what, uh, as to what point in history it is, but no idea on the movie tagline. Uh, I, I don't know either. <laughs> so we will just say, let's do Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> okay, let's do it. That iconic classic. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is not. Okay. Perhaps. To our great surprise. <laughs> right. Laman <laughs> Stu. Do you have any idea? Um, no, but I'm thinking it's got to be something with like maybe even three leading men, right? Because it sounds like it's kind of about like three people. There's a, a movie with George Clooney and a couple other people. I That's can't I remember. The, I can't remember the name of it though, and I think it takes place during or close to the Civil War. I cannot remember the name. I right. I'm terrible. I'm like. I know what you're talking about. I feel like I've seen the movie like at one point, like at a friend's house or something, but I have no idea what it actually is. I seem like, is there like water or river in the name? I'm trying to remember. Like I'm totally drawing a blank right now. It's not Oh brother. Where art thou? Cause that's like, no, past no that, and that's, they're not no, in the war or anything. No. Yeah. I, I can't it's, remember, man. We may just have to let's maybe. Why don't we just go with Django unchained? <laughs> Uh, it is not Django Unchained. Uh, I, can op- I can open it up for everyone, so just call out if you know it. But uh, the year is 1966. The lead actor, Clint Eastwood. Uh, is it um, Dirty Harry? Oh. Is not Dirty Harry. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Uh, it is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. 
Dude, good work. Nice. Yeah. That is the only Clint Eastwood movie I can actually call to mind immediately. <laughs> and Dirty Harry is the only ti- Eastwood title I know. So, so. <laughs> Gran Torino. Uh, yeah. For three oh, men, right. the Civil War wasn't hell. It was practice. Those three men, I guess, technically were the good, the bad, and the ugly. I ah. didn't see it years ago, but uh, it's been a while. I've never seen it. I just knew Clint Eastwood, and there's a movie that I know that he's in. <laughs> uh, nice. Maybe two maybe two quick buzzins right there, but I'll give one point to Mac and Rachel for getting in on the second. Good work. Question number five to Lom and Stu. You don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. That is the social network. Yep, that is indeed the social network. <laughs> 2010 with Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. Very good movie, get, actually. Classic film. Good. Instant classic. Yeah. I believe Zuckerberg did say of that movie that the wardrobe choice was on point. <laughs> it was like, yep, I have yeah. that sweater. I yep. have that Target hoodie. <laughs> right. I can easily see it. Yeah. Yep. I also watched slightly sort of related. Just yesterday, I watched a documentary-ish thing called The Great Hack, which talks about Cambridge Analytica and Facebook and stuff, oh. which yeah. was... I only bring it up because there's a point in the movie where I thought it was fake because of how much detail they have in the people from Cambridge Analytica, like literally like fleeing states and going to do things with like the EU and like leave Brexit, leave.eu and stuff. There's a point where I literally thought this was like exit from the gift shop where I was like, oh, this is all fake. Uh, which I don't think it was. They actually followed these people. Is um, that on Netflix or where is that it's on at? Netflix. Just okay, on Netflix, cool. Yeah, cool. A great hack. Um, just a random tech. I've been kind of going. Uh, it's been a, it's been a good time to watch random documentaries about how like your privacy is forever lost and. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that one was pretty interesting. Sort of tangentially to the social network there. All right. Question number six. This one's going to Mac and Rachel. Check in. Relax. Take a shower. Check in. Relax. Take a shower. Only um, thing I can get from that is psycho, but I don't think that's correct. We share a brain, Rachel. That's <laughs> okay. where I was going. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's go for that then. Let's do it. Uh, uh, psycho. It is 1960s Hitchcock what? Psycho. Good work. Nice. I was just trying to think of where, where a movie where a shower was a focal point of it. <laughs> check <laughs> in, check into the Bates Motel, relax, uh, take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice job. That is the end of the second round going into halftime. The scores are Laman Stew with seven and Mac and Rachel with ten. We're what? close, dude. We got it. We could still get this. It, yeah, it's a close game, and uh, this will be a good category. This is one. This is uh, one of the classics that I, I love bringing back. This is Doctor Who, oh, man. which I promise has nothing to do with the show Doctor Who. Uh, okay. In this round, I will take descriptions of notable doctors in media, and you have to give me who that doctor is, whether fictional or uh, real. Uh, I have two clues, so we'll have to do a little bit of back and forth here. So I'm, I'm trying to. Th- I think we'll, we'll. I think we'll do the standard. So each person will get a quick stab, and then. But I have two clues for each question. Okay. So we'll start with Lam and Stu. Question number one: This American author got his start in advertising before turning to political cartoons during the Civil War. Or sorry, sorry. 
disregard that before turning to political cartoons during World War II. This American author got a start in advertising before turning to political cartoons during World War II. Stu, I'm at a loss for this one. I'm trying to think of who would have been doing political cartoons at that time. Right? They're going to start um, tough and the second clue will yeah, obviously be a yeah, little, little yeah, more yeah. obvious. I'm also off, awful with authors. Like I, Book titles? Yeah, not too bad. Authors? No. <laughs> no way. No worries. Should we just I throw a name out there? Yeah, if you got something, go for I, it. I have no idea, but let's just go with Dr. Smith. I have no idea. Uh, it's not Dr. Smith. Uh, Mac and Rachel. I have, I think, I think it's Dr. Seuss. I'm pretty sure it's and Dr. Seuss. That, I mean, if it is a doctor, he's the only one I can think of. Because I was going to ask you if Norman Rockwell was like some kind of a thing, but yeah, nope. Dr. Seuss, Dr. I'm with Seuss. you. Uh, it is Dr. Seuss. Wow. Wow. I let you down. You're okay. <laughs> you didn't let anybody down. Good work, Rachel and Mac. Yeah. Wow. Oh, she's doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I remembered somewhere deep, like deep in the back of my mind was like, Dr. Seuss has something to do with political cartoons. And I don't know where I learned that or how that came to be. Nicely done. Uh, second clue was, with over 60 books to his name, this author's doctor moniker was finally realized with an honorary doctorate from his alma mater, Dartmouth. Limited word count and imaginative verse rhymes helped cement his role in creating books that, quote, children can't put down. This is, of course, Dr. Seuss. Yep. Nice job. Two points there. Uh, question number two. This one's going to Mac and Rachel. This doctor, often giving updates on his schemes through video and email, share his thoughts on the human condition, redemption, freeze rays, and hope, uh, which are seen by many, including the hero and the LAPD. Oh, I am 99.9% sure that we're talking Dr. Horrible from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Because he mentions the he mentions the LAPD. He talks about with my freeze ray, I will stop. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think it's Dr. Horrible. Let's do it. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, it is indeed Neil Patrick Harris's uh, Nathan Fillion, Felicia Day's uh, Dr. Horrible sing along blog. Uh, this doctor often giving updates on his schemes through video and email, share his thoughts on the human condition, redemption, freeze, raise, and hope, which are seen by many, including the hero and the LAPD. And second clue is, with his longing desire to make it into the evil league of evil, this doctor's <laughs> expressive songs help bring the viewer along for the ride from behind the webcam. Nice job. Nice job, Nicely Matt. Done. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Question number three, uh, Laman Stew. This doctor grew to prominence in the 80s and in the height of the 90s before embarking out on his own following the aftermath of many disputes. Okay, I'm pretty sure that is Dr. Kevorkian um, because he was helping people to, he was assisting with suicides basically um, and making the argument that he was helping people leave pain. But I'm pretty sure it was him. What are your thoughts, Stu? I got I got nothing. That's, I think you're absolutely right. Like, go for it. <laughs> okay, that's final answer, Ryan. Uh, it is not Dr. Kevorkian. Oh, man. Uh, nice thoughts, though. But uh, Mac and Rachel? Um, uh, you know, I can think of, um, if we're talking fictionally, uh, I want to say that that's the right time period for the Patch Adams story. 
I, I, I'm I happy to go with that. Honestly, I, I'm pretty blank on this question. Okay, sure. Well, we'll Sorry. take a flyer and say the Pat, and we'll say Dr. Patch Adams. All right, it's not Patch Adams. Uh, I have a second clue. Um, I think I'll just open it up and then teams will kind of get a chance to buzz in free for all here. Um, second clue is after chronicling his own work, this doctor helped bring to fame many other top artists and eventually led to oh, releasing got his it. own. Oh, Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nice. it, is. <laughs> it is Dr. Dre. Mac, that one was on the tip of your tongue, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know me. I'm all read in in the scene. <laughs> nice work. Put, nice in work. Some, put in some clues there. This doctor grew to prominence in the 80s and in the height of 90s before embarking out on his own following the Aftermath, which is the name of his label, ah. Aftermath of many disputes and before chronicling which is his first hit album the chronic uh this doctor helped bring many other artists uh other top artists to fame and eventually releasing his own line of beats nice uh that would be uh i give one point to lam and Stu there as dr dre all right question number four mac and rachel this nuclear physician this nuclear physician i still can't say it physician physicist physician yeah. Physician. Physician. There it is. Physician. It doesn't sound right. The word doesn't sound right. Either way I put it. This nuclear physician became devoted to his work following the events of World War II, putting into motion experiments on the intrinsic fields of physical objects. I, I think this is Albert Einstein. He was, he was involved in the atom bombs. Um, yeah, but that work was, uh, but Manhattan Project work was complete before the conclusion of World War II. Yes, but, but I think... But he's still, you know, but you're right, he's still alive, but I don't know what he did after World War II. Exactly, and all of his work was in physics, that's all I can think of. Yeah, um, oh gosh. Or it's going to be, what's his name that's always, um, Heisenberg, it's, oh, it's always Heisenberg, that's always the answer, um... <laughs> Um, intrinsic fields of objects? In, uh, putting into motion experiments on the intrinsic fields of physical objects. I'm going to confess that one of the reasons I went to law school was an effort to avoid math and science. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm going with you on Einstein. Yeah, Dr. Albert Einstein. Uh, it is not Einstein. Okay. Lam and Stu? You have one? I don't got anything for this. Um, <laughs> yeah. It this might be Oppenheimer, but that I don't know time frame wise. Yeah. You know, it's sad, but I'm running through lines in Big Bang Theory of like different, <laughs> different doctors that they mentioned. I would say, I'd say let's go with Oppenheimer if you're cool with it. I'm cool with it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, it is not Oppenheimer. So I'll open it up to everyone for the second clue. After a broken wristwatch sets his future on a new trajectory, despite the conflict of war, this doctor helps propel science and technology forward while bridging the gap between space and time. Um, Are all of these Dr. Fiction? Niels Bohr? No. Niels Bohr. Are these all... Well, no, because Dr. Seuss is a real person. Yeah, Dr. Dre. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it can be fictional or real. Okay. I said that up top. Yeah. Could you read the, the second hint again? Yeah. After a broken wristwatch sets his future on a new trajectory, despite the conflict of war, this doctor helps repel science and technology forward while bridging the gap between space and time. Dr. Strange? It is not Dr. Strange. 
Rachel. Rachel. This is this is kind of a throwaway guess, but you know, it might be Doctor Strange Love. It's not Doctor Strange Love. Uh, <laughs> you were so well, I mean, so this is fictional. Uh, you had a really good thought motion of the atomic bomb, World War II. Uh, after the atomic bomb, uh, this brought this fictional doctor uh, into motion after the wristwatch. Uh, this would be the blue glowing man himself, Dr. Manhattan from oh. Watchmen. I've never seen Watchmen. Sorry, uh, I let us down. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, so I did too. Yeah, me neither. Read some okay. comics. Yeah. yeah. I saw it once, but I didn't like it, so I <laughs> took it out of my head. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Dr. Manhattan. Uh, so no points there. Question number five goes to Mac and Rachel. This caretaker and her assistants are often busy pacing the hospital center's floors, caring for the afflicted patients in need of healing. Okay. Um, so my first thought is that, I mean, hmm. This caretaker and her assistants are often busy pacing the hospital center's floors, caring for afflicted patients in need of healing. I feel like this is going to be another fictional one. Um, and I feel like, oh gosh, the only doctor I can think of right now, it just keeps playing on a loop in my head is Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, but that this, you know, she doesn't have like a hospital. So, uh, Help that me one's out, one Rachel. I thought of. Um, other one was someone in Grey's Anatomy. And then maybe that. And then I was thinking just because I was watching it the other day was American Horror Story. But there are no female doctors in American Horror Story. So it also makes me almost feel like it might be a cartoon. The way this question is phrased. like it's, I know it's vague, Ryan, because you go into a lot more detail on the second one. But it, it feels like patrolling for the afflicted. Afflicted one sounds old. Mm. And it sounds mental, but... Yeah, but I can't think of any... I mean, there's that one nurse, but I think this is supposed to be doctors, right? There's that one evil nurse in... Uh, um, in gosh, what is it? Cloud Atlas? Um, huh. But... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. Um, so Dr. Quinn, medicine woman as the, <laughs> yeah. as just yeah. an answer for the sake of an answer. Uh, right. I don't know who that is. So let's do it long. Oh man. Do you have something Also, I, I need to hear I, it again too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This caretaker and her assistants are often busy pacing the hospital center's floors, caring for afflicted patients in need of healing. Is this? Is this Doc McStuffins? I'm down with that if you are, because I have no... I can't... But, like, Afflicted makes me think that, like, all right, it's like a plague or something like that, but just also, like, this doctor and her assistants, like, I, I'm saying Doc McStuffins. <laughs> cool. Final answer. It is not Doc McStuffins. Um, open it up. Uh, you may know her best for her family name, which helps explain how she seems to be in so many places at once. Rachel, um, it's uh, Nurse Jenny from Pokemon. Nurse Joy. Joy, Joy, thank you. Jenny's thank the you police too. officer. Darn it! Uh, I don't know how to handle that now. Uh, it was not Nurse oh, Jenny. Duh. It was yeah. I was Nurse Joy. Uh, it was so a cartoon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give a point to Lamens too there. 
Yeah. Uh, you were on the right track. It was a cartoon. Rachel, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're very welcome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, I have a tendency to do that on the show. <laughs> Well, I, I have a tendency get, to just be like, oh, I'll, I'll help and say the end, like, correct you, right? I was right going to see if I could give it away just by going, doom, 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 doom. Yep. <laughs> uh, Nurse Joy, her, this caretaker and her assistant or assistants being Chansey, yep. are often busy pacing the hospital center's floors, caring for the afflicted patients in need of healing. Uh, that'd be Nurse Joy. So I'll give one point to Laman Stu there. All right. So this one will go to Laman Stu. Uh, yeah, sorry for mixing up the order somewhere there. That's okay. No big deal. Uh, this doctor has revolutionized unorthodox and radical therapeutic remedies while collecting a lot of criticism for his own actions. So this sounds like it could be Dr. Kevorkian, which is what I said earlier. Yeah. All, all, all the, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say it sounds like a very real person, uh, you know, to receive this much criticism and stuff. But like, yeah, I, I can't think of anybody in particular. So. Yeah, I'm good with Kevorkian. Uh, it is not Kevorkian again. Uh, Mac and Rachel? My first thought is Dr. House MD. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. Yes. Yep. There's a couple answers it. here. Kevorkian could have been, Patch Adams could have been. You also said House earlier. Uh, it is Dr. Gregory House. I love House. That's one of my favorite shows. Uh, this Princeton area doctor, while often cynical and seen struggling with his own pain, often has a knack for solving the puzzle just in time. Nicely done. Good job. Nice job. All right. Uh, this is the end of the third round. Uh, the scores as I have it are Mac and Rachel with 16 and Laman Stu with 9. But there are still points to be earned here. So this fourth round is three of a kind where I will give you three items in a series. You have to give me the name of the group that encapsulates them or the word that connects them all. Uh, so you have to kind of find the connector there. And uh, we I'm going to go, go ahead and warn you, Mac, right, ahead, right now that my, my mind is very A to B. And I struggle with the abstract. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lav and Stu, question number one. I will give you three items, and you have to give me the, the connecting one. Okay. Bear, camera, Alaskan city, Kodak, or like yes, like Kodiak or like Kodak or something. Yep, um, yep. There's a yeah. camera company called Kodak. There's a Kodak Bear. Yep. Let's do it. Final answer. Uh, you're right, and I'm glad you're right because I realized as I said this, uh, I kind of screwed it up a little bit. <laughs> your <laughs> Kodak and Kodiak are two different. <laughs> yeah, but you got it right. So <laughs> good job there. <laughs> I Kodiak Bear, Kodak Camera, and Kodiak, the Alaskan city. So great job on uh, picking up, you know, fixing my mistakes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, question number two, Mac and Rachel. Fist of Fury, Enter the Dragon, Game of Death. I do believe these are all Bruce Lee flicks. Yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you are right, indeed. They are Bruce Lee films. Nice job. <laughs> Ryan was saying things, and I was like, these are words, I think. <laughs> I didn't know how deep down the rabbit hole I could go on a few of them. Like, uh, I think The Orphan is one as well, or The Orphanage, or something like that. But uh, yeah, all Bruce Lee films. Uh, I th I've seen at least two of them. I've seen Fist of Fear and Game of Death, I think. Good stuff. Nice. Uh, Laman Stu, question number three. Head of a lion, 
head of a goat, tail of a snake. Manticore? Yeah, there's a mythical creature, yep, that has all of those. Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah, because the tail of a snake is, uh, is manticore, I'm pretty sure. It's not a hippogriff. Um, it's not Cerberus or anything like that. I, no. I'm pretty sure it's manticore. Manticore, final answer. Uh, it is not the manticore. Mac- good really, efforts, do. It would Sorry. be a chimera. <sighs> That's what... Yep, yep, uh, you're right. It is indeed a chimera. Dude, I'm so sorry, Lom. <laughs> Dude, you're good, I man. Love it's all good. <laughs> things. Those are great. With then the, what's, I, I got to remember what the difference between a manticore and a chimera is then. This is important info to know, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what a manticore is. So we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> <laughs> two points for Mac and Rachel there. Uh, this question, question number four, will go to Mac and Rachel. Treaty. Judgment. Accord. Treaty, judgment, accord. Okay, right. So they're three of a kind. Um, I mean, if it weren't judgment, I guess a- agreement seems the you know thing because a treaty is an agreement, uh, an accord is an agreement, but a judgment isn't necessarily an agreement. Um, oh no, so it can't be like judgment day. A court day. No. Um, well, it, the Hague Treaty. You didn't have judgment. Treaty Day at school. No, I did not. <laughs> did you also have? Did you also have Accord Day? Um, uh, only when they drove to school in the Honda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't no. have Judgment Day. That's because I was bullied <sighs> as a kid. Um, I have been there. <laughs> 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 um, um, there's a um, um. I, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. There's one that covers all of them. Um, it's the Hague Accords, but I can't remember. I mean, there was the the judgment. I need an answer. Uh, sh- sure, I'll go with you on the Hague. Let's say Hague. Uh, all those things happen there. It is not the Hague. I yeah. Lammer stew. Okay, so treaty, judgment, and accords stew. What was the it's something historical, obviously, right? What was, what was the treaty that stated that you couldn't torture prisoners of war? I'm trying to remember. I feel like it's something connected to that, and I can't remember the name of it right now. I might be completely off base. Convention. Right. Yeah, the yeah, Geneva. Right, that convention. was the Geneva Convention. Okay, yeah. so that Mac, you're not on my team, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I, you're my brother. I can't help it. <laughs> so it's not that. Okay. Um, I, I feel like we should just pick a war or a battle, and assume that there were three documents during that war and battle that were a treaty, an accord, and a judgment. Um, sure. That's so which one do we want to go with? I guess is the question. One that resulted in a treaty, obviously. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't war? Yeah, let's try I mean, it. We can maybe. try that. I also feel like this is a total trick question and it's like Honda cars or something. <laughs> <laughs> like just cause I can't, I can't get a cord out of my head without a car, like a Honda car. Uh, it is I, not the civil war. Is that what you're going with? Yeah, we'll go with that. It is not the civil war. Uh, this would be, uh, famously pulled out of painfully pulled out of the, uh, 
the Paris Accord or the Paris Agreement, the Treaty of Paris and the Judgment of Paris, which was led to the Trojan War. You were Paris. like, dude, you were so close. You're, it's right. You're on the right track, both yeah. of you, both oh, teams. Good. All right, no points there. Uh, Laman Stew, question number five. Anvil, hammer, stirrup. I mean. Anvil, hammer, stirrup. Stirrups are like what you use to get up on a horse. Um, yep, yeah. And, like bits and stirrups, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I would say blacksmithing. But yeah, because for Anvil, don't they use that to make horseshoes as well? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's why I was so, like, okay. Uh, so the, I guess the question is, is he looking for blacksmithing or is he looking for horses as the answer? Right. That's right. That's what I'm trying to think of too, right? Which one of these is it? Or like, yeah, horseback riding, horses, or blacksmithing. I feel like um, blacksmithing is more like narrow. Horses is more broad. And so it's a general trivia question. So I feel like maybe we go with horses. They're all tied to horses in some way. Sure. Or yeah. Yeah. Or horseback riding. I would say is like a little bit more narrow. Cause like, I feel like horses isn't going to be it's, as it's way too broad. As, yeah. yeah. It's a little too yeah. broad. But. Yeah. <laughs> animals. <Yeah. laughs> horses. Let's uh, let's go. With, I think you're right. Why don't we go with horseback riding? You want to do that? Yeah. Okay, uh, final, is, final answer. It is not horseback riding or anything related to horses. Ah. Uh, Mac and Rachel? <laughs> uh, so uh. I, I think their first instinct was right. I think, you know, blacksmith. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it is not blacksmithing. Oh. Uh, the anvil, the hammer, and the stirrup are all oh. the three core bones in your ear. Wow, I would have never gotten that. Never yeah. would have gotten that. Yeah. Are you sure this is general trivia? <laughs> <laughs> Ears don't count in trivia. <laughs> no points there. Uh, question number six. Last question of the game is going to Mac and Rachel. Origin, Marvel villain. First person shooter. Okay. Orodrin. Marvel villain. First person shooter. Okay. Um, Orodrin. I have no idea uh, what that even. Yeah. Um, Marvel villain. There are many Marvel villains. <laughs> um, He's Mac, starting Mac, my essay. Mac, why don't you why don't you try to name three first person shooters right now, Mac? I want to see if you can do this. He is notoriously bad at not knowing them. Um, Medal of Duty's Honor. Um, <laughs> there is uh, Fear. That's a that's an FPS. Uh, and any of the Halos. Okay, Boom. You, you, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Um, gosh, yeah, I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm, I'm going to be absolutely no help on this. Thinking, um, I don't know if he's Marvel. I don't know if he's a villain. Isn't there someone out there named like Deadshot or something yes. like that? It, fe it feels like it fits with this, but again, I don't know video games. And so let's see. There's, I, I think, I think Deadshot's DC, but okay. there is a bullseye who is Marvel, and he's one of Daredevil's villains, if I recall properly. But um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know FPSs that well, and Orodrin, I don't know. But 
I mean, I I do know that Bullseye's Marvel, so we can do that. Let's let's do that. Sure, a Bullseye. Uh, it is not Bullseye, Stu Alam. Okay, Stu. Let's let's name some villains, Marvel villains. Um, yeah. we, we got Thanos is one. I can't see any connection to first person shooter there. Um, we have Doctor Doom. I can't see any connection there. Uh, who are the other ones? We got Magneto. I know that's um, that's what ran through my head too. Um, what's what's one that like shoots? I'm right, trying that's to think. What, right or uh, right, like Bullseye was a really good guess because that's kind of where my mind went too. I was like, okay, well, like that's definitely probably a title of a first person shooter. Yeah. The, the first, what was the first word again? Origin. Origin, which sounds fantasy like. Sounds like Tolkien. But yeah. all the aura names don't fit with that. FYI. Yeah, we got Sabretooth, but that has no relation. Um, I honestly don't know, man. Um, Hawkeye. Uh, oh, no, he, he's, he's a, a good guy. Dumb, yeah, no dumb. worries. Uh, I actually Ooh. know like a good amount of DC or like Marvel villains. My mind is just drawing up. Me too. Right Me right too. If I may, like, depending upon how liberally we interpret Marvel villains, don't forget we had the Marvel Civil War where which yeah. side you came down on, maybe the other side's the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to that's, muddy the waters here. Please, is Disney the that. villain here? Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah, that's right. Good point. Um, oh man, I don't know, Stu. Why don't we just go with? Uh, I know Thanos is not the answer, but he's a Marvel villain that comes to mind, right? Yeah. Um, or who? Who was the villain in Black Panther? I'm trying to remember his name. I haven't seen Killmonger. It. Killmonger. Yeah, he's not. Nah, wouldn't. Although, is there? Isn't there like a? But um, that sounds like a title of a FPS, though. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Sh- well, yeah, and I think there's like a, a kill streak, not a kill streak, but like a multi-kill title called Killmonger in one of the shooters. So why don't we go with that? Yeah, that might that's a good guess. <laughs> All right, final answer, Ryan. Killmonger. Uh, it is not Killmonger. Okay. Uh, I'll walk through these with trepidation that Rachel might literally murder me. But Origin is the Tolkien name for Mount Doom. Marvel villain Doctor Doom. Oh, oh I said Doctor Doom. Doom the game. Oh my god. The FPS in hell, dude. Like you said it. Oh my god. I just wouldn't even connect that. That's all right, dude. The word came out of my mouth, so I'm I'm happy that that happened. (laughs) I want to get my dictionary down. (laughs) Yeah, no, you you can see it's maybe can't see it clearly, but there are about twenty different Tolkien related books on that bookshelf behind Rachel. Awesome. I didn't know that one. That's a, that's a second age thing. I didn't quite know that. <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you about Gandendorf anytime it, you it, want. And it really only shows up in the third revised printing <laughs> of the Silmarillion. So you know, I don't think I, I don't think either of us could have gotten that one. That's all right. Uh, well, yeah, I'm the second one, and I have the sixth one. So <laughs> I, I missed it. See, that's the problem: is all the editions are so different. That's the problem. It's hard to keep up with. Uh, but that is the end of the game. Uh, the scores, as I have it, are Lam and Stu with 11 and Mac and Rachel with 20 points. Wow. Nice. Good work. Big Good work. team win. Oh, nice job, Mac. Uh, nice job, Rachel. 
Woo! Stu, we'll get him next time, man. Yeah, we'll get him next time. Valiant effort. Definitely. Great job to everyone. Uh, That is the end of the game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, And we can get to a couple picks. Each episode, a couple of us give a movie, game experience, something cool like that we recommend you check out. And uh, Stu, today you have a pick. I do. Uh... I, I, I got to figure out if I can pronounce this right. I think it's a Sprite. Uh, it's a E S P R I T. So yeah, it's probably a Sprite. Uh, it is a software uh, for drawing pixel art. Uh, it is used both by professionals and amateurs. Uh, it is very nice and like intuitive um kind of feels like it harkens back a little bit to like the MS paint days with just like, you know, <laughs> the simple sidebar, right? Like, but it's it's really nice because you can animate. Um, you can actually like they're really good about framing, right? And they have different loadouts. So if you want to draw pixel art in a classic Game Boy style, it's already like pre-programmed in there, right? So like you determine the height and the width of your art or your canvas, but like the colors and the palettes and everything, um, it's all like in there, right? Like so you can just go and choose those colors. It's already pre-programmed. It's really cool um not that i'm super into pixel art or anything but it's i've always wanted to try my hand at drawing it right program's like 20 bucks and it's totally worth getting uh and you can install it in multiple computers too so it's not like they're really even that tight on licensing and stuff so yeah it's uh it's really fun it's really nice uh some beautiful stuff comes out of there yeah this looks really cool looking at like different layers and uh adding frame, you know, just like all that you kind of control full animation and stuff. I, I'm, it sounds really cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it's available. I think you can get it on steam. It's available mm-hmm. for windows or, uh, or Mac or Ubuntu. Uh, really cool. This is, yeah. Uh, a Sprite, a Sprite, a E S P R I T. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Lama Mac, do you have anything you want to shout out or like a pick Mac? You got one and then I'll do one. Go for it, buddy. Um, well, I was thinking, so in the, let's keep to a theme, um, with, uh, with pixel art, uh, I encourage everybody to get their hands on either some art coal or some perler beads and to make a physical representation of, of sprites. Um, you buy them, they're relatively inexpensive. You set them down on a grid and uh, and then iron them and then you've got something you know to kind of hang on to i've been doing it for ages when i finish a game a hundred percent i'll make a trophy for myself to put on the wall um oh, that's but cool. uh so like some peanut butter and jelly here design your stuff in a sprite and then uh and then bring <laughs> it to life with some uh with some some of those beads i used to love doing those iron on bead things as a kid yes. and making those and i've uh, I thought it would always be cool to do some more sophisticated stuff, but that's awesome. That's, that's really such cool. a cool little token to a game that you complete like that. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> my my fridge, I'll have to take a picture of it, is actually yep. full yep. of full of those, right? So we did like the you know the classic Pokemon and everything, right? Like we made a Goomba. My wife made a Wreck It Ralph, and like nice. she's done some like Avatar: The Last Airbender one. We've got like a giant Appa on there, which has like nice. six magnets on the back. Dude, that's awesome. I, yeah, I'm all for that. Fully support it. Yeah. So in, in keeping with the theme of like using stuff that we create things with, um, if anyone out there is not familiar with the Raspberry Pi, it is an yeah. absolutely awesome piece of tech that's very simplistic. I think it's like 35 bucks and you're in. Um, you can use it to create an, a ROM playing machine. In fact, I bought an old arcade cabinet that was gutted put a Raspberry Pi and a screen in there, bought some um, 
joysticks and buttons on Amazon and you're in. Uh, and you can use it to create robots. You can use it to create clocks. You can do all ki- types of cool things that you use your imagination with um, and just no real limitations. So something everyone should check out who's into that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Raspberry Pis are cool. I think the fourth one came out. And yeah, it's like 30 bucks, 35 it, bucks. And you have like did. full HT, uh, HTML, <laughs> full <laughs> HDMI and all sorts of stuff. And I had a, I have a three lane somewhere around. I used to use it as a little like video server thing. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you, the stuff you can do with that is so awesome, especially with all the like home kit lights and just everything that's going on now. It'd, it'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. The amount uh, of tutorials that you, that are out there too, for like retro pies, right. Uh, and like gaming systems, it's like, even if you're not a tech person, you can follow those step-by-steps real easy. Like it's yeah. I, yeah, you're totally right. Like that's an awesome thing. That's sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are great picks. Um, and if you're listening at home, give us a topic, a trivia topic idea or an email or anything like that at things that got wrong at gmail.com. Also check out the website, things that got wrong.com for all the past episodes, show notes and more. Uh, the next episode will be our big Halloween special. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, and thanks to the team, Stu and Rachel here and Lam and Mac. Thank you so much. Two nerds in a pod. Uh, we loved having you guys on. We definitely want to have you guys back. Thank you for having yes. us. This was a blast. I enjoyed myself. Mac, yeah, thanks. thanks no, it was yeah. fantastic. And I'm happy to be first time uh, visitor, first time winner. There you go. Oh, okay, Mac. Yeah, All right. I'm going to get you back next time, Mac. Next we'll time, you'll have, we'll have to. We're going to keep the teams. We got this next time. <laughs> we got it, Stu. We yeah. got them. It might just be. We could do, we could do some. Uh, I was going to say, I know you guys do a lot of trivia on your show. I'd be, we could definitely do a round robin next time. But if you guys want to go to war, don't let me stop you. <laughs> Ugh, the war is on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, tell a treaty, and we're gonna have to have judgments, and we're gonna have to have a court because there's issues with the judgments. Treaty of Paris, Geneva Convention, we're gonna have to lay out the groundworks. It's gonna be a whole nother show. But uh, (laughs) tell everyone where you can find the show, what you guys are up to, all that. Go for it, buddy. Okay, so two nerds in a pod. We record live each uh, each Tuesday at twitch.tv forward slash two nerds in a pod. Um, the Twitter account is cleverly named at two nerds in a pod, and the Gmail uh, at or sorry two nerds in a pod uh, two nerds in a podcast is the Gmail. Uh, had to switch it up for that, but uh, you can reach out and find us any of those ways. And of course, obviously, old episodes go on all podcast services, iTunes, yeah. Google, everywhere. Nice. Yeah. It's good stuff. And I, I said before the show, too, I, I have to say it again. Uh, Lam is, does amazing stand-up. Uh, we shouted out Drybar Comedy once uh, on a show months ago, and he has an awesome special that's really, really funny. Good, good video game humor, all sorts of good stuff. Um, you talk about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So that's on YouTube, actually. They just made them all free. Yeah. So if you just type my name in, Lom Galuka, or my full name, Lomawari Galuka, it'll come up on YouTube. Um, it's called The First Option. It's about 40 minutes, and you'll laugh a lot. So please check that out. It's, it's a good time. It's great. Oh. I think one of the YouTube comments that I saw was, this guy is my spirit animal. So. That's exactly <laughs> right. So if you like nerdy comedy, you would really enjoy it. I will say, um, before we got you guys on the show, um, Ryan comes out and says that there's this comedian I'm listening to, and he was one. He was one of the other guys that was up um, in um, for an award, and it's uh-huh. like, and I want to get them on my show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, that was that was it. That like, and he's like, this guy is so funny. So that's very flattering, and it's cool to see how such a small world it is. And congratulations Absolutely. to y'all again on winning that award. That's great. Yeah, thank you. It's we, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, 
totally beyond us. Like, I don't know how they, I don't know how they score it and how they pick winners. Uh, I, we're just completely flattered by it. We've said again, like the best, you know, the best praise that we get on the show is when we hear about people listening to it together, like say like me and my roommate or me and my partner listen or something like that. Or, and you know, that's just like hearing that it brings a community together is, is really awesome. Um, we were <laughs> the as the show was going on. I was a little afraid to watch it just because I was like, "We're not going to win." Like, not not that I, you know, winning was a the biggest deal, but I was just like, "It's going to be awkward." Like, if our faces come up, it's going to be weird. I don't know. So <laughs> I was working on <laughs> I was working on some some other like art project stuff, and I was listening to uh, one of the startup episodes with um, Alex Goldberg. I think is the guy. Um, who's done like Planet Money, This American Life, oh, did a yeah. lot of NPR stuff. He was interviewing Ira Glass, who's the creator of This American Life, uh, and a ton of NPR stuff. And they were just talking. And at some point, it was funny because like as the awards were going on, I was listening to some of this as well and going back and forth. And uh, at some point, they were just talking about like giving each other mixed notes and show notes for episodes, like improving the audio and stuff like that. And they were like, the thing I learned is that from you, like I don't know anyone who's more like you know crazy about the specifics of audio and like getting things right like the extra work you put like that's what i learned you know like those people are like that's what i learned from almost more than anything and i was sitting there working on stuff it's like i feel really heard right now (laughs) 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 i feel like i'm amongst my people and then sure enough i turned to the thing and we won this award and are just totally like flabbergasted i immediately ran out and told Rachel and then we called Stu up on the phone and we were just like spent 10 minutes just going how <laughs> what <laughs> how like I was gonna say I feel really bad too because like I was running on like four hours of sleep when we recorded the acceptance speech too like I was like done <laughs> and so if you look at it it's just like me kind of like like normally because like you can see like the smiles like painted on my face like it just doesn't go anywhere normally but like i was so tired for that <laughs> so it's like i wish that i you know had a little bit more energy well you know it, you know what i'll say it's a unique idea to do it in podcast form and it's killer and i'll tell you i was listening to your pod today and I, I got up to go get a drink i was listening to it on my ipad and my wife was sitting next to me and she was like whoa, whoa, whoa come back because I think I know the answer to that question. So like, it's, it's legitimately something that you can listen to and it's going to be different every week and you can play along. So I think you guys have a winning formula. So congrats. Thank you. you. It really means a lot. It's so, like I said, it, the best stuff we ever hear is just when fans and people just outreach and say that same kind of stuff. Like it's the best thing I've heard is like, it's fun to play with other people. And I, I love that. I really adore that sentiment. Um, and I mean, there are so many great teams. Like you guys are fantastic podcast. She plays games, stuff that a lot of Pierce does like there, uh, like her and Troy Baker and those people, like there's so many like awesome names and feel like yeah. I found a lot of really cool new podcasts to listen to through it. And, um, just really like, flabbergasted and just really just thankful and super surprised and everything so but uh yeah that is the end of the show again check out two nerds in a pod uh is there two nerds in a pod.com just it's actually through my website so the best the best way to get in touch with us is just check us out on itunes or on twitter at two nerds in a pod we're on both of those places definitely of course check them out leave leave us your reviews check out everything they're doing uh yeah and that's everything and uh, thank you again Stu and rachel here and uh until the next episode we'll see you later bye bye bye, bye. bye.